Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, whether you're catching me live or listening to the show in archive, as always, uh, thanks for joining us here on Snake Oil Radio. Uh, again, first time if you're tuning into the show, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. Uh, in other words, I work with uh, astrology, numerology, tarot, runes, animal cards, a number of different types of oracles. Uh, I do have a home-based business that I've been doing for many, many years and uh, do private consultations with clients uh, here in my home in Phoenix and my home office as well as by phone. So if you're interested in any information on personal sessions with me, uh, go to my website, jimventura.com. Pretty easy to... Uh, to piece together there, and uh, you get some information on on sessions and uh, classes, various other things, books and things that I have done. I'm also a published author, and I do a monthly column called Snake Oil uh, that's published each month, free of charge. Uh, if you're not already getting my column, email me at VenturaSag, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G, at yahoo.com, I'll add you to the monthly newsletter mailing list, which, by the way, is blind copy. That means no one's ever going to get your email address from me. It's a once-a-month column, so uh, don't be stressing on those things. You know, it's always funny because everyone's well, I've got probably almost a thousand people now on my on my my news mailing list, and uh, every once in a while, I get someone who write me and say. You know, uh, please remove me from the mailing list. I get too many emails already, and I'm always like, I don't care. Just don't. I don't need to know why you, you want to be removed. If you're not interested in the column, you don't. I mean, you don't like my writing style. It's just not your thing. You know, it just has to be removed, guys. I don't. I don't need a, an explanation about it. I mean, it's a once a month column. I don't think it's cluttering up your your, uh, your your mailbox that much. But the other thing is, I always laugh at because people get very afraid sometimes of giving out their email address because they think they could get bombarded with, with advertisements. And, and, yeah, sometimes you do. I don't do that. Never have. Um, you know, I, I just recently went to uh, Vegas with a, a friend. Well, she just met me there. She was on a business trip, and I asked her to sign up for a card for, for one of the local casinos because she'd get some free play, and I was getting her free show tickets. Said, Give me your 5 or 10 bucks in free play, nice little trade-off. And uh, she was very nervous about it because she was afraid the casino was going to sell her information to other casinos and she'd get a ton of information. And I was like, you do realize that they're not going to sell your information to other casinos. They're going to market to you. They're not going to give that info away. That's a pretty prized thing there. I think sometimes people get a little weird about uh, about giving that kind of information out. Uh, anyway, so that said, uh, you, you got to take all of that with good humor. Anyway, I've got some different formats for each show when I do this. Um, today's show is our astrology show, also listener's choice, which means I actually will open phone lines today. Uh, not for at least another 20, 25 minutes am I going to do that, though, because I want to talk about our current astrology. So uh, in about 20, 25 minutes, I'll open the phone lines and be able to probably take two or three callers. Um, the calls we take, of course, I, you know, sometimes people want to ask me to put a quick oracle for them or want to comment that's absolutely cool i'm down with that i always got to keep those pretty short though guys um if you want uh you know if you want an elaborate session you kind of want to contact me on your own for that but we can always do a couple minute mini if i have the time for it in the show today but again uh, i won't get to the phone lines for at least 20 25 minutes 
Uh, so if you're if you want to call in, just hang, and I'll pick the phones up in the order that they are uh, waiting there. But uh, always remember that when you're asking a question, I, I love answering them. But uh, listeners, it's not as much fun for them to have a show that's devoted entirely to caller questions. So uh, today's show, we're going to focus on the current astrology. I am an astrologer. Uh, a couple of different things I want to talk to you guys about today that are pretty significant. One, uh, as of last Sunday, we, we moved through our three, three-and-a-half-week period with Mercury retrograde in Pisces. So Mercury's still in Pisces, but uh, we are moving along here within a week or so. It should have pushed its way into Aries. You know, Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves. When we look at our natal charts, uh, Mercury will show you in your chart the way you think. So, for instance, you know, even if you're a Cancer, your Mercury might actually be in Leo. It's going to make you think like a Leo or communicate like a Leo. So uh, that's kind of interesting when you get further into looking at an astrology chart. I'm Sagittarius, but my Mercury is in Sagittarius, so I've kind of got a double dose of Sag there in that way <laughs> in terms of my own personal chart. So I, I, I am a Sag, and I think like one too, I guess. Um, and uh, well, like all things, there's a good and a bad to that. But about three times a year, we have a Mercury retrograde where it appears from Earth's perspective that Mercury goes backwards. Technically, it doesn't, but it's just a, it's a visual thing, and it's an energetic thing. So you get kind of messed up communication, some screw-ups with computers, and, and just, just miscommunication that can surface a lot more during the retrogrades. Um, I had noticed that uh, this – I didn't really have too much trouble with this Mercury retrograde in Pisces personally. It was actually a pretty easy one. And I you know, had talked to a number of people that agreed and said the same thing, that they really weren't that challenged – but the last week of it, which would have been last week, um, was kind of a doozy, actually. It was like every stupid thing that could have come up kind of came up in the, in the last week. So I had just sort of one dumb thing after another. But what I had noticed with it in being in Pisces, of course, and we'll talk about more of that in a minute, was, uh, you know, like something dumb would happen or something wouldn't work, it would be confused, and then it would sort of solve itself fairly quickly, but in a way I hadn't anticipated so that was kind of cool. Um, you know, I had, ran across another issue. I had worked a couple of weeks ago with a client who I ended up, she ended up uh, signing up for a number of sessions, and then she contacted me, um, you know, a week or two afterwards and was very upset with me because I had said something that was, um, that she uh, encountered as, as anti-Semitic, you know, racist in that way, which is was just blew my mind, actually, that somebody would ever think that I would ever um, think in any of those terms whatsoever. I'm a, I'm a wise-ass, but I'm certainly not a prejudiced person by nature at all. So, uh, But I understand people have sensitive spots. Sometimes they don't understand my humor and the way that I talk in that respect. But it was interesting because, you know, one of the things about the Mercury retrograde in Pisces that it brought up for a lot of people was areas where you know, you're needing to look at where you're willing to be selfless and giving and what you're willing to sacrifice to achieve a goal. Um, that's the gift of Pisces, bringing up, you know, where your compassion benefits you and where it sometimes can get you into trouble. And that the trouble part can be like areas where you feel victimized or where you maybe potentially, you know, unconsciously victimize someone else, which is what I think had happened with this woman. I think she really had misread the way that I had spoken and what I had said um, but those are her own issues to work through. Um, and uh, so it really brought a lot of that to surface for people. 
Um, kind of interesting thing happened, though, because as we had this kind of still last week of retrograde energy in Pisces, a lot of these issues really coming to surface. A lot of the planets had moved their way into Aries. Uh, Venus, uh, the Sun, obviously, is in Aries now, too, as of yesterday. Uh, Mars, Uranus, um, and Mercury will be there in about another week. So we've had a lot of Aries push as well. So, of course, what this is going to kind of do for all of us is it's going to really bring up you know, areas in your life where, again, you feel you know, somewhat upset emotionally or victimized or, again, feeling like you're put upon in a way where you have to really reexamine whether you're willing to make those sacrifices in your life. But then as the planets push into Aries, it's actually going to bring a little bit of um, kind of like that desire to fight in a healthy way meaning uh, to achieve goals, to go after things, to bring back up issues and things that you might have put to the side for a while. But it also can tend to get us to be a little bit combative, too. The, the strength and the gift of Aries is, you know, Aries is not a weak sign. They're willing to fight for what they believe to be true and for themselves in some way. But also, you know, Aries, the trouble that Aries can get into sometimes is seeing battles where none exist at some level. Um, and you have to be careful about that distinction. That's because Aries is ruled by Mars, and Mars doesn't see yesterday or tomorrow. Mars is a male-aggressive kind of an energy, so when it wants something, it tends to go after it or be kind of assertive about it, even sometimes belligerently, uh, which has its place. But again, we always have to kind of catch ourselves as well, whether we're getting overboard in some respects. So I, I cut that a lot. I had an incredibly busy week, a lot of clients called, no surprise, you know, most people were challenged with this issue coming up about looking at their personal boundaries, the Pisces issue, and then kind of being a little mad or upset about areas that they felt combative with. And then also, you know, a lot of people looking at really where they wanted their life to go next, which is another attribute of Aries that is kind of one of its strengths, giving you that, that ability to, uh, to be willing to take those risks, to dive into new territory, and to you know to go after what you want, so that's kind of where the where our personal planets are right now. We're gonna we're trailing out of Pisces, moving into Aries. You know when you when you when you do an astrology chart, you know when you find the house that these things are in in your chart, you're actually going to get more of a specific detail into the area of life where this has probably been operating for you. Uh, for me, a lot of it was 11th house. Now it's moving into 12th. Um, you know, obviously I'm an astrologer. If you want to have your astrology chart done, you can hire me. You don't have to be in Phoenix. It could be done by phone. Again, you can go to the website for it. But if you're not, um, you know, if it's not something that, that you're financially capable of doing at the moment, um, there are a lot of websites where you can get a lot of free information, guys. One of my favorites is astro.com. You can get a lot of really good free charts there. It's fairly easy to manage and to work with. Again, totally free. And then even the charts and things that you can order are actually pretty damn good, and they're not that expensive. Um, again, it's not like going to an actual astrologer. That's a little bit more fluid if you get a good one. But um, it's still excellent. You can still figure a lot of stuff out that way and do some recharge on your own. I will, within the next year or so, uh, I do local classes here from time to time in my home and occasionally at bookstores, but I'm actually going to start doing web seminars within the next year when I get a little bit more Skype savvy. So if you're already getting my monthly newsletter, uh, you'll start getting information. That, so it won't matter where you are. You'll be able to take those classes and seminars and learn through me that way. And uh, good news is those are cheap, guys. Uh, you know, Most of the time when I do a class or a seminar, it's 15 20 bucks or so. It's nothing that's out of anybody's real price range. 
And, uh, and then, of course, you get the comfort of sitting in your own home with your cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate and, and taking a class, which is awesome. I, I, I've, about 67% of my clientele is by phone. Some days I never actually have anyone physically in my office. So those are the good days I don't have to clean this filthy house. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yes, we got a lot, a lot going on with the Aries push. So that's going to be a good thing. That's going to really push us in, in certain areas. You know, it's funny for me because Aries for me is contained in my 12th. And the 12th is the unconscious, the subconscious, um, selflessness, uh, retreat. Um, you know, it's the, it's the house of fantasy where we cook things up in that sense as well. So I can really feel that happening. I'm, I'm not as active as I'd like to be, uh, as most people would be with an Aries trigger. You know, like if Aries is in your, in your fifth house, your romance house, uh, you know, you're going to be aggressive when it comes to romance and creativity and play. You know, but like for me, again, it's in my 12th, so it kind of brings up a lot of unconscious anger, but also a lot of unconscious plans, hopes, dreams, what I really, really want to do. And I actually almost follow it as a cycle. Once the planets pass over my ascendant again, which for me is in about a month or so, um, you know, I, I kind of really want to come back out into the world. Usually the 12th house has us kind of wanting to retreat a bit. Okay, so we talked a little bit about Aries energy. Um, and now I want to talk a little bit about a few other factors uh, that are going on, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get to some phone calls here today in just a little bit. Okay, so, uh, yeah, personal planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, um, you know, uh, the moon uh, to a large extent. You know, a lot of times you won't catch me talk a lot about the moon uh, when I'm uh, doing uh, shows, the reason I don't talk about lunar transits that much is actually the moon moves from sign to sign about every two days, two, two and a half days. It doesn't stay in a sign that long. Um, if you know where the moon is, it'll often give you kind of a feel for, you know, where your emotional body is. Uh, right now the moon is in cancer, so it's going to make us a little more sensitive, a little more emotional, a little more, you know, um, contemplative around family, security, um, you know, uh, our ability to nurture and care for others will make us a little more sensitive while it moves through uh, cancer. But, again, the moon uh, transits are, are pretty brief. You know, if the moon hits another planet in your chart, it's like for a couple of hours or a day. You know what I mean? It doesn't hold that long, whereas, um, you know, Mercury, Venus, the sun, when they hit something, you'll have a couple of day window where it really hits and triggers those things, and then planets like uh, Saturn or Jupiter, uh, Uranus, when they they hit you know planets to you know conjunction wise, meaning they're in the same degree or in vicinity of it, or in in significant angles, you'll you'll definitely those will last longer and be kind of a longer influence. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about where some of the other planets are right now. Too. Again, lots still going on in Pisces, but really pushing its way into Aries with the Personals. Uh, Mercury is still in Pisces, will be again about a week or so, then it'll push into Aries too. Neptune is in Pisces. Uh, it's in its own sign, so to speak. Um, uh, you know, Neptune will stay in a sign for like 10 or 12 years, so it's uh, it's really more looking at a larger picture of our, our life. And then again, the house placements are more significant uh, because it really can address those issues. Uh, Pluto's still in Capricorn. Uh, you know, Pluto rules power, control, the intense drive that we have and the transformation, transformational process that we go through that aren't always necessarily easy. Pluto's been in Capricorn for a couple of years now. I've talked about this on a few other shows. 
Uh, Pluto moved into Capricorn around 2008, and uh, it had been in, in happy, go lucky Sagittarius for about 15 years or so. So now it's been in Cap for about four or five. Uh, yeah, that, that had a lot to do with a lot of changes in the economy, uh, going into somewhat of a recession. Um, you know, uh, Pluto and Capricorn uh, made things a little tough if you didn't go through some element of difficulty financially, career-wise, emotionally, health-wise in the last couple of years. I always jokingly say you probably weren't on the planet. Uh, Pluto through Capricorn really asks us to, you know, to reclimb the ladder, to to look at what our fears are, to look at um, our, our ability to turn a negative into a positive. That, to me, is the strength of Capricorn, is the ability to use things that are even negative in kind of a good way. So this is going to be in this sign for good another decade, uh, guys. So, you know, it may feel like it takes longer sometimes to achieve goals and that you have a lot of hurdles to do uh, to overcome to do them. But on the positive side, the strength of Capricorn is to really give you that sure-footedness. You know, the appropriate symbol for Cap is the goat. In fact, a couple of days ago, right at the day of the Mercury going direct uh, energy, a friend, I was at a friend's house, and, and his wife said, hey, the... That someone in the neighborhood um, has a goat and it had a couple of babies. So I, she said, you want to look at some baby goats? I'm, of course. So I walked over with her and we looked at, at three two-week-old male baby goats. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever encountered something so freaking cute. You know, they're, <laughs> they're like puppies. Uh, little butt butting each other, ramming each other while they're playing and rolling around on top of you. And I mean, cuteness to the nth degree. And, uh, and what was really funny about these goats, I just, I, I'm not like a farm guy, you know what I mean? I don't really know farm animals. I know dogs and cats. and So it was really funny to watch them because they're just like all baby animals. It's so freaking cute. They would like, they wander off and then they see you in the distance and then the baby goats would come running and leaping in the air towards you. You know, anyone who's ever had a puppy or a kitten sees that too. I mean, you're, now if your heart doesn't completely melt, there's something seriously wrong. I highly recommend an opportunity to play with baby goats if you ever get one. Take it, especially if you got kids. You don't even got to be a you know kid to enjoy this. But uh, they're falling asleep on us, at playing on each other, and then falling asleep in your lap. But it's cool because it really got me thinking a lot about Capricorn and Capricorn energy, and really beginning to understand it in a completely different way. Yeah, the babies liked when you pushed up against their heads. You know, I think the horns coming in, you know, um, in that way, it's like teething, so it probably hurt hurts at some level that's why they buck to get that soothe so they loved if you just pressed your hand up against their head and they pushed up against it um very interesting to me to to watch the way they they were but they really were really fun uh creatures that way so gave me a little bit more respect of understanding the goat and the capricorn energy and the values of it i looked it up online and i posted something on facebook about it you know, by the way, you know, you can always friend request me on Facebook. There's also a fan page there, and you can get to see my Facebook posts. Plus, uh, Facebook friends and, and people that follow my fan page also get 10 bucks off any book sessions they do. So another practicality to that. Anyway, so Pluto will be in cap for a while. Uh, Saturn, had, about a week or two back, started its retrograde motion, maybe three, um, in Scorpio. It's going to stay in Scorpio. It stays in the sun for about two and a, two and a half years. You know, Saturn rules um, structure, limitation, caution, practicality, um, you know, um, old age. It rules, you know, Saturn, they would say Saturn in our chart natally 
is I, it sort of to me is the lump of coal that you polish into a diamond. It's the same thing in your chart that was difficult, that made you fearful and, and often afraid, where you're, you're cautious or it's taken forever to kind of get, you know, some type of uh, resolution there. Um, it's kind of the Lord of Karma that way. Saturn is, can be rough when you look at it. But Saturn is awesome when you get older because it really is a place in your chart where you inevitably become really strong, really solid, really confident. I have Saturn natally in, in Aquarius. Um, you know, for me, Saturn Aquarius usually feels like a lot like the square peg in the round hole. You often feel like you're a weirdo. You also feel like you're odd. You don't feel like you fit in with your peers. You fear, you know, it's going to take a long time to get your hopes and dreams accomplished. But uh, the beauty of it is, you know, one of the things that I learned with Saturn in Aquarius uh, for myself is, and in the 11th house too, um, was uh, my weirdness is what makes me interesting, cool, and good. It's, what, it's the good parts of me. Uh, it, was, it was false fear that your oddness was, was what made you bad. So, you know, Saturn is a wonderful planet when you are, you know, 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80, it sucks when you're 30 and 20. A lot of times it's going to feel a lot like a limitation. When it's older, you begin to understand that adage, consider the uses of adversity. So Saturn is, for all of us, is, is moving its way through Scorpio. I've actually talked about this in some past shows, about it kind of being, you know, in a, in a, in a very karmic sign also in Scorpio, meaning anyone who does anything wrong or bad personally as well as globally and politically, is often going to be exposed rather quickly. Um, you probably can catch a lot of that having kind of come down the pike in the last uh, six months or so since Saturn has moved its way through Scorp and personally. So what I suggest for everyone, especially because it's going retrograde now, and I'll explain that in a minute, you know, even if you have power and you could do something, you may not want to. Sometimes we have to look at... Uh, whether using personal power is always appropriate. Um, sometimes you have to, absolutely. But sometimes, you know, if somebody does something that, that kind of pissed you off or upset you or was cruel or difficult, there really is a deeper truth to that. Karma usually kind of can solve that um, for you if you don't necessarily take action. And sometimes if you do, you might actually be creating even more problems because you, you know, you kind of stirred up the pot even more in that sense. You know, anytime something's moving through Scorpio, it's having us look at where our true actual power really, really is, our ability to influence, to manipulate, to control, which can be good words too. Those are not necessarily negative words. You go to a chiropractor, you go to a, a personal trainer, and they, they get your body fixed. They manipulated you. You don't leave there hating them when they, when they fixed you. You know what I mean? So go to a good psychologist, a good therapist, you know, there's this benefits to manipulation if it's done in a healthy, positive way. But uh, with Saturn kind of retrograde for the next couple of months, it's really going to have us reevaluate those issues relating to our personal power. You know, Scorpio, you know, the, 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 the experience of Scorpio, its lesson is to recognize the animal side of man and to not become that. So even though you may have those temptations to really retaliate or to use the power that you have, um, the retrograde motion will give you an opportunity to reconsider other ways of doing it uh, and whether sometimes you can just let nature kind of run its own course without you having to necessarily try to do that. Um, and also really, a lot of times, you know, Scorpio rules intimacy. 
um, and, and really allowing yourself to really immerse yourself into experiences in an intimate kind of a way. So Saturn's going to have us doing that, but kind of cautiously in a way that may bring up some fear, but usually, again, in the long run, if you, if you kind of follow Saturn's prompts, which are to do things methodically and meticulously and, and cautiously and in a mature, wise way, you can be successful in wherever that is. Again, the house placement that it's in, which is the only thing you're going to know is if you have a, you know, your rising sign, your time of birth, and be able to get a, a full chart that way, is it, going to be more significant than even the scorpionic energy. For me, it's in my seventh house, so I've been single for years, and, you know, I'm thinking I might actually be open to the idea of having a relationship again. Um, I'm one of those type of people that I, I'm happy when I'm in one, and I'm perfectly content when I'm not. Uh, there's, there's benefits from either angle, so I don't necessarily need it, but... Uh, Saturn is making me think about that crap again, <laughs> so I'm I'm not necessarily rejecting it if it surfaces. Uh, okay, one of the planet I want to talk about, and then I think I can uh, probably open up the phone lines here. Jupiter uh, moved direct about a month or so ago, and it is in Gemini. So Jupiter is kind of the big happy fatso planet in our chart. It's where abundant, where we're abundant, where we're prosperous, where we're. Um, you know, where we're larger than life, where we're creative, where we're, we're philosophical, and also sometimes where we're a little full of crap, where we over-exaggerate. But uh, Jupiter's kind of lucky, more benefactor type of a planet in our chart. So moving through Gemini. So wherever Gemini is in your chart is going to be where this planet spends about a year or so in before it moves out. Uh, mine, is in, uh, mine is in the second house. It's in my money house. You know, i got to say uh, business, good you know, been been lucky in, in my vacation Vegas trips and very lucky. Business is really good. It's really been a prosperous period for the last couple of weeks, and I imagine the next year is going to be that way for me. But wherever Gemini is in your chart is going to show where Jupiter is bringing kind of benefits. So at the very least, Jupiter and Gemini is going to help us to communicate better, to really, really expand our mind, to learn more, to maybe check out some other areas or things that we haven't necessarily looked into or that we maybe looked into a long time ago and that we want to look into again. But Gemini rules how we think and communicate. So, of course, Jupiter's move through Gemini is going to have us um, really expanding that um, that arena. Again, the house placement is going to be even more specific. But... Um, you know, I have, I have Gemini in my money house. The second house is how we earn our income, our sense of security, and I have Gemini there. So here's a little astrology lesson because you're listening to me. Uh, so I earn my money by talking, <laughs> by thinking, and by communicating, Gemini. Uh, I'm a writer. I'm a radio show host. I'm a counselor. I, you know, I mean, I'm a, a storyteller. I'm a writer. So it's really cut and dry. And that's what's so great about really understanding your astrology chart, I, I think it's really powerful because it really does help you to understand and see who you are. Uh, because we're often, that's what happens. We're told by our family, by society, by our teachers what we're supposed to be. And uh, sometimes that's right. More often than not, it has nothing to do with who we actually are. It's one of the things that's really awesome about really learning about astrology is uh, that ability to really, really rectify who we are. Uh, anyway, so, you know, I don't talk a lot about the angles between planets. I probably will do that in future shows because that is pretty significant as well, too. But um, I think for most of us, it seems like the path has been a little smoother since Mercury went direct again. Uh, the Saturn stuff, you know, that that is what it is. Uh, 
Saturn will go retrograde for a few months, so it's usually kind of a longer haul. But uh, otherwise, I think everything else is going direct. Now, I think the only thing retrograde right now is actually Saturn, yeah. I think everything else is direct. So we're, you know, the path is probably a little clearer than normal, fortunately. Okay, so anyway, uh, okay, I'm going to open the phone lines up a little bit. Uh, welcome Anybody who has uh, joined me in the chat room or is patiently waiting, I uh, should be able to get probably two callers in or so because we've still got about 15 minutes on the show. So uh, the phone number here for Snake Oil Radio is uh, 646-200-3966. You may need to dial a 1 before that, uh, 646-200-3966. Questions, comments, I'll even pull a card or something if you've got a specific question. Again, we've got to kind of keep them short but at least I can give you maybe a little insight um, if you'd like. And, um, and again, any questions, comments, uh, feel free to, to share with me here on Snake Oil Radio. I'll get to as many calls as I possibly can. I'm going to go to my ultimately patient caller who called in about a half hour ago uh, and, uh, and take this call first, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll see about other calls or any questions that people may have in the chat room. Uh, welcome RM879, by the way, uh, in the chat. I see a few other people that have jumped in and out. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'll, I'll take any questions that way, too, in just a minute. But let me grab my first caller here. 510, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Yes, hi. It's Camille in Alameda. Hey, Camille. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Good to hear from you. I yeah. remember chatting with you. I think you're a Facebook friend now, too, right? Yes, we are. You liked uh, something I shared last night about. Yeah, I caught a couple of your different posts. Uh, I know it's 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 funny because everyone comes and says, "Oh, Jim likes something." I'm like, actually, believe it or not, like every two days I'll I go to Facebook. But you know what happens is you get when you get so many friends on Facebook, what ends up kind of happening is sometimes you don't even see what someone posted because there's so much stuff coming that you know you just end up kind of missing it. So anyway, but I caught a couple of your things, so uh, so good for you. Anyway, so. Uh, what's going yeah. on? Question, comment. Tell me uh, what you want to chat about for a few minutes today. All right. It's a specific question. Um, a girlfriend of mine, well, I have a 15-month-old toddler, and one of my mm-hmm. girlfriends has a three-year-old daughter, and she is asking me if I could recommend her a babysitter. Okay. Right. But I said, well, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And then it occurred to me, hey, wait a minute, I'm not doing anything those two days. Maybe I can propose that I can watch the child. Um, yeah, and I haven't I haven't touched base with her and suggested that idea. But what sort of energy do you see on me, realistically serving as a caregiver two days a week? Right. You know, I, yeah. I have to laugh, and I I pulled a rune for you, and I'm going to tell you what that is in a minute. And, I mean, like, I reached my hand in the bag, and it was like instant jump into the fingers scenario there on this one. So I kind of love this. Um, and uh, the rune that I pulled, let me tell you that, and then I'll kind of answer your question here, too. It comes up blank, mm-hmm. which is always really cool because really what it actually means is, you know, you have an experience or an opportunity that's like a blank piece of paper that right. you can actually decide which way it's going to go. It, it really isn't in form yet. It's almost like sort of uh, coming at some level, so it's something you could decide. But what I always think from the blank rune is it often brings up is a lot of times when something's presented to us, it's like maybe years ago we did something like that or we thought about that or something like that popped in our head and maybe we even did it or we just put it to the side and then it sort of comes back at some Uh level. 
Right. And, you know, I from the couple of posts that I saw and from talking you to you, I mean, I, I, I think that you, you I've seen a few things that you've posted, and there's clearly a little bit of a nurturing energy to you in some ways um, right. from what I can see. So, uh, and I, I mean that in a complimentary way. So right. I think that, um, you know, we always have to look at the idea of taking on that responsibility and whether it really, really fits for us. Right. But, you know, I also think, I mean, if you're already kind of taking care of your own child anyway, um, yeah. and you add one or two to the mix, you probably can pull it off in a lot of ways. Right. Um, I think a lot of it's about having boundaries, and if you take it on as a as a thing to help other people, um, that's one thing. But, you know, sometimes we often then consider doing it, you know, for a babysitter to be paid. Yeah, that's what uh, it would be. Yeah. That's what it would be for paid. Like, she's been paying a family member like 45 bucks a day um so that's like 90 bucks a week so she right. said yeah i could um negotiate a salary because i know that's the family rate i already know yes. that you know you have to give me a little bit more than that but right yeah but yeah in answer to it i actually really like it a lot i think it's a great idea and it's one okay. of those things that is that kind of comes along, and I think one of the things, the more we open up our spiritual side and we listen to our angels and our guides, sometimes their solutions are like so almost obvious when they shove it in your face that way. They create an opportunity. And I love this because, again, you're kind of taking care of someone anyway. You're already good at it. So you know what? Once in a while you do this. You know, the biggest issue that a lot of people have, I don't know if you have this issue, but a lot of people have is the willingness to say, okay, this is what I charge. Um, right. This is the rule. This is when I can work. And that becomes a bigger issue for a lot of people. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, ultimately anything is just that we ask. You know, I always think back when I first right. started um, doing readings professionally, which was like 17 years ago, um, I, I even remember the first time I decided what I was going to charge for reading and, and all of that. And, I, you know, I remember the first time that, you know, someone came to me. I thought, are they going to really actually pay me when I'm done? Right. Like I was sort of like, who's, you know, where's, where's the, who's the collector? You know what, not only did they pay me, but they happily did, and then as did people after that. And I realized that it really was just that. I established the price. If they don't want to pay it, they don't come to me. That's right. And it's as simple as that. So I think that this is a great doorway opening up for you. It's not that you're necessarily, you know, going to go into this as your primary profession at this point. Exactly. Obviously. Exactly. But as a side thing to bring in extra income, awesome idea. And that's what I want because ultimately what my um, business is, image consulting Yeah. and, you know, I'm like, okay, but I'm building that. So if I could – take this on and have fun with it and have my Absolutely. own toddler have her socialization or development. Totally. Why not? Yeah. It, yeah. And, and realize, I mean, the energy, you know, your spiritual energy connecting that with another child, you're only going to do the kid good or anyone right. else that you bring into the place. And I love it. Right. You know, they, you can get creative. You, you know, your side side jobs, you know, some of it you, you put on the book, some of it maybe a little more creative with it. You know what I mean? In that sense, so that's up to everyone individually how they handle those things. But uh, right. it is a great way, I think, because you're really okay. just, you know, you're expanding something you're already kind of doing and, right. and adding to it, and I get a really good feel for it. And that's why I'm laughing because when I see the blank rune, 
you know, we can always bring up that duality of excitement and then nervousness at the same time. Right. Because it's like, I'm really excited about this. This could go in a great direction for me. And then the party is like, all right, well, I don't know if I want this. This isn't really, you know, uh, the road I want. But you know what? You know, some years ago, my little sister um, was a, a chef. And then she stopped being a chef and worked as a waitress because it was actually better money for her to wait tables than to be a chef. Yeah, and I've then heard that. She, yeah, and then she used to um, once in a while friends would ask because she had a lot of dogs and cats. They'd ask if she'd watch their dogs, and then she decided one day to decide to professionally be a pet sitter, and that's what she does full time now. Yeah, that's I her know business. you can really do that. I I yeah. know all about that. That's she's awesome. great and. And you know what she did that I always laughed, I give her a lot of credit for Leo, is she uh she was because she was a bakery chef, she used to bake scones and then like she'd watch someone's pet for a week and then she'd leave fresh scones behind. Oh, awesome. And so that instantly got her loved and busy rapidly. <laughs> and awesome. I, I had to laugh because I'm like, that's so manipulative but like in such I a smart that. way. Um yeah. brilliant. Awesome. So, you know, it's like you take care of a kid, maybe you did another kid, and then the kid goes home and they're like, oh, my God, it's so fun when I'm at Camille's. It's like the greatest thing in the world. We love Camille's. You, you know what I mean? You sell it. You there use you it. You know, okay. you, you, you milk that. So, anyway, I like it. it it's a great hey. direction. I think it's a, a just. I think it's not your life path. I think it's a side dish, and it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, well, okay. I'll, I'll let her know. Thank you. Yeah, just give give it a yes, just and then you know, decide what the price is, and you know, say you're, you know, you're, you know, just be, you know. I, I always think the key in establishing a price is always go a little lower than what you'd okay. ideal, like a little, and then as you your business builds, then you slowly raise your rates. Yeah. It's the easiest road to go. That way, you don't get any struggle with people. You know what I mean? You like I said, I mean, I kidding me? I'm generally closer to a hundred bucks an hour now when I work, and I started off at twenty five. Okay, you know, so it's actually it's just a little maneuver, and and I like it. So uh, okay, excellent, cool. great work. Thanks. All righty. Okay. Bye bye. Good deal. Good calling in. We'll catch you later. Yeah. All right. Let me pause her here for a moment. Up oh, did I hang? No. Okay. I just paused her. Good. Okay. I don't. Sometimes I'm retarded with the, uh, with the um, with the maneuvering here. And, and just and do me a favor. Anyone who's listening to my show, don't be politically uncomfortably if because I use the word retarded. God, you know what I mean. I've just been. I'm on like I'm on. <laughs> I'm on the pins and needles because I, I have. I mean, I have just a writer and I'm a public speaker. I kind of. I'm in a New Yorker. I have a kind of a crude way of talking sometimes. But uh, in fact, the other the other day, one of my clients had a, a client I was chatting with, kind of this uh, son of of someone, a man who's actually 40, but was working with him, and he had told me he had moved to Queen Creek, Arizona, but he called it Queer Creek, and I started to just laugh. A lot, because uh, <laughs> I thought that was really funny to call Queen Creek Queer Creek. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm a gay man. I don't, I mean, I don't have any sensitivity around that. I mean, give me a break. You know what I mean? That's that's funny. You know what I mean? Uh, I wish people would relax a little bit with the oversensitivity sometimes that I run across. Okay. So thank you for the call, Camille. It's good chatting with you as always. Let's see. We have RM879 asked me to pull a rune or a card. I pulled a rune. For you, RMAM879. So let me tell you what came up for you. I'm actually going to read you the quote right from the book. And uh, so you can kind of catch this. So this is the rune. Camille's rune came up blank, RM879. Your rune comes up to gauze, which means breakthrough, transformation, and day. Okay, this is what we get. 
Uh, there's no reverse on this rune, just like Camille's rune. It's always read uh, only one way, upright. So this is a message uh, from the, quoted directly from the Ralph Blum book, by the way. He says, here is the final rune belonging to the cycle of initiation. Drawing to gods often signals a major shift or breakthrough in the process of self-change, a complete transformation in attitude and 180-degree turn. For some, the transition is so radical that they no longer live the ordinary life in the ordinary way. Because the timing is right, the outcome is assured, although not from the present vantage point, predictable. In each life, there comes at least one moment which, if recognized and seized, transforms the course of that life forever. Rely, therefore, on radical trust, even though the moment may call for you to leap empty-handed into the void. With this rune, your warrior nature reveals itself. A major period of achievement and prosperity is often introduced by this rune. The darkness is behind you and daylight has come. Nevertheless, you are reminded not to collapse yourself into thoughts. For the future, to behave recklessly in a new situation. Considerable hard work can be involved in a time of transformation. Undertake to do it joyfully. Um, this is an awesome rune. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our mate 79 is running. Thank God. <laughs> in the chat room, I have to laugh. I know. You know, this is an awesome rune. I think it's crystal clear. An opportunity's coming. Uh, really good one. It's a matter of whether you're ready to seize it and, and trust. It, it is going to involve some hard work. But what I'm hearing intuitively for you also is your guides are saying to me, you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot of difficulty. You're a little phobic um, from, from having to deal with some, some crap, to put it mildly. Um, but it's past. You're good. You don't you don't have to be worried. Um this direction, this change is is really it's almost like I, I keep kinda hearing it's like if you think of all the difficulty you went through, it's like you were collecting up information and you were learning and now you're kind of in a smarter spot in your life. So something's kinda opened up in that way. Definitely will with it if it isn't already within the next two weeks I'm hearing. So um Really, I'm liking where this is going. Um, you don't need to be uh, afraid of it. Um, it. It is the right direction. But that's what they keep saying. You, you're, it's like, look at all the difficulty as if you were a scholar studying crap. <laughs> you can look at it humorously. You know, I had some issues myself a couple years back with credit cards and various other things. It was horrible. But you know what? Now, not only did I really, for the most part, solve it and I'm in a good space, but um, I learned so much that, like, I'm an expert on the subject. I'm telling you, it's just another area where I'm incredibly knowledgeable about this whole subject. Credit cards, um, you know, debt, understanding mortgages and what kind of power, you know, there is and is in not having, um, uh, you know, uh, creditworthiness. And, you know, it's like it's not even – a lot of times it's not even worth it sometimes to knock yourself out for it. It's, it's an illusion that was built into our society we all bought into. But uh, So I, I learned that. But it was a long study, and it was one that I really would have liked to have had end maybe two years sooner. But uh, it's over. Figured it out. I'm feeling the same thing with you, RMA. You know, the direction that's coming, you, you really, really can trust it. I think you're starting to see certain things have kind of lined up that way, and that's what this is about. Like he says, um, you know, the darkness is behind light, daylight's come, darkness is behind you, daylight has come. But yeah, it's going to be some hard work involved in this, but do it with, with joy and with awesomeness, because you're, you're ready, and the time is right for this. I like the path that this is going. Um, I feel like, 
you're building some things up, and I see it really, really peaking in February of 2013. I'm 14, a year from now. I love where it's going. You'll see a lot of good results already, but I just you're going to be building something that is just absolutely amazing by the time you hit uh, 2014. But it'll be it'll feel like that build in a positive way. Okay. Wow, we well, we well through the show. I'm down to my last minute here. Uh, thank you, Camille. Always good chatting with you. Uh, love her Facebook post. Very very sharp woman. And thank you, RM879, for for asking about this too. A lot of listeners will find these rooms fit for them too, who listen to it live or later on, which is kind of a cool thing. So we appreciate your input and your your uh, your, uh, your, uh, your 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 questions. Anyway, so this is Jim Ventura. You know what? I'm going to actually be here again next week. I was supposed to do an interview show with Gene Hemp last week, but I screwed that up magically through the magic of Mercury retrograde. Uh, we'll blame it on that. Uh, anyway, so next week I'll have Jean Hemp on. She's a real actual psychic who's going to do live readings on air after a half-hour interview. We'll do a half-hour phone call. So call in, talk directly to Jean. And uh, and RM uh, uh, RM eight seventy nine is writing. I needed a breakthrough. I've been through a lot of struggles. Absolutely, I know you have. So good for you. Trust it. Um, catch you all next time, and hopefully we'll catch you next week. And have a great night, everyone. I'm off for a little mini vacation. Thanks for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. Cheers. <laughs>